0: Hello, this is the Live Big Broadcast with Derek Greer. Today we will hear a classic message from our archives that we believe will be a blessing to you and give you principles to live big in Christ. Let's join Bishop Greer for this classic teaching as we continue our previous broadcast.
1: Sometimes God feels far away to show us that we're far away. And if he keeps covering up that feeling, You'll think that you're okay. So sometimes God said, you know what? I'm going to stop comforting you in that area. So you could begin to really sense where you really are. And in those moments, we're like, God, why did you abandon me? God, why? Did you... He didn't leave you. He's just a good father. And he knows what it takes. Now, here's the deal. As hard as your head is, is as hard sometimes as God has to come to get your attention. And one of my problems is I can make a decision and swear to my hurt and stick with it. And the problem is I sometimes make the wrong decisions. And, and God knows that about me. So there's a play. I know it's a wrong decision, but I'm about to make it and God's like, you sure you want to do that? Because once I, I make that decision, it's going to take God to get me back from that decision. And there were times, at least in my life, where I kind of tested the Lord with that. And it's kind of like the, the prodigal that went off into the far city. Just remember, just remember, guys, keep in mind. First of all, the father let him go. We're saying, well, Lord, you know, if you really love me, you know, what's he going to control you? I mean, he what, he's he's not going to control you. It's your life. He gave you life. And, and, and you're going to you have a will. You have choices. So he's like, OK, you want to make a choice to leave? I love you. Go ahead. Now, I'm going to love you, but the prodigal father did not argue with the young son that wanted to go. He said, here's the door. And then the prodigal went into the, a foreign country, people outside the covenant, and then he didn't even do well in that country. He ended up in the pig pen of that country. And then when he came to himself in the pig pen, see, the thing is, he didn't come to himself at home. And some of us got to go far away yeah. before we come to ourselves he said, Lord, why did I let this happen? God said, why are you straight so far? Why are we blaming him when it was us? Us is who left. <laughs> oh. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, in baseball, you got to keep your foot on the base. Yeah. And when they throw the ball to the, the basement, if you're off base, you're out. Right. Yeah, sir. And what we're saying is, well, Lord. You know what? My foot was off base. I shouldn't be out. Your foot was off base. Put your foot back on base and you won't be out. (laughs) You get it? But the point I'm making is the youngster. By the way, we're all that youngster as far away as he traveled into the foreign city away from God was the same distance he had to travel back. So what I've learned, particularly when I'm dealing with depression and stuff like that, how many of y'all know there's, there's a dark place we all sometimes want to go to? But what I learned, and I had to learn the hard way, I could go into that deep hole. You see, God's wise, he's like, okay, a few times he just kind of got me out, but it's like, no, no, this time you, you gonna, you, you, I'm going to watch you crawl out of that thing. Now, now you, you dug that hole, and you keep digging these holes So this time I'm not going to help you the same way I did last time. Get out that hole. What I found in my life, that the deeper the hole I dig, the deeper the hole I got to climb out of. So even when it comes to either bitterness, anger, depression, all these different ugly things, I'm like, the deeper I go in, the harder it's going to be for me to come out. So God in his wisdom sometimes let me be in that dark place. Let me be in that deep hole. Not because he didn't love me, but because he's trying to train me and teach me. Boy, you better cut that out. Do you understand? God knows what he's doing. We save our children sometimes too quickly. I know that's, that's, that's not going to go over real well. And that's why they don't have any courage. Because we help them too fast. Sometimes you got to leave them right where they are. Sometimes in my life, I'm like, God, how could you leave me there? God says, I know exactly what I'm doing. Shut up, boy. Get this stuff together and I'm working something out. He didn't say exactly that, but you you know what I'm saying. And the thing is, the deeper the hole you dig is the deeper the hole you got to come out of. Stop blaming God for your hole when it it was, he didn't dig the hole, you dug the hole. You went into the foreign land. God didn't make you go. He didn't push you out. You made that decision. And in that decision, you got hurt. It was tough. And God's saying, good. Not, he didn't doesn't, he doesn't want that to happen to you. He's for you, and he'll heal you of everything that happened. But he's saying, listen, it's not supposed to be pleasant out there because that's not where you belong. You belong in my house, under my leadership, amongst my people, not out there. So if out there was comfortable, then, you know you maybe didn't belong to him in the first place. So it's supposed to be uncomfortable when we're far away. Anyway, Hezekiah, the Bible says that God, what? Withdrew from him in order to what? Test him. him. Now, a temptation is different than a test. A temptation is when I come alongside of you and try to make you do wrong. When you take a test in school, the teacher does not come alongside you and whisper the wrong answer in your ear. That would be a temptation. She does not or he does not tempt you, but they do test you. So God does test you, meaning, listen, I spent weeks putting this inside you. I spent years developing you in this area. So now I'm going to give you an opportunity to show what you know. So all a test is, is showing what's on the inside of you. You hear what I'm saying? That God has placed. So in in this situation, God withdrew from him in order to test him, meaning I'm not carrying you. So now I'm going to see what's really in you. Do you get it? Then it says that he might know all that was in his what? Heart. This is what I want to end with. We're going to go to, I think, two more sets of scriptures, and then we're through. The reason why I, and often you, do not understand the Lord's discipline is because we don't understand our own hearts. Sometimes I was like, God, why would you have to let something that bad happen to me? God's like, you don't know what I was dealing with in your heart. Underneath all that stuff I was trying to get, I didn't want to have to go there, Derek. But there was some stuff in you that you can't see, you don't see, and it was right there. And if I didn't let some circumstances come to cause that thing to surface, I'd never be able to free you from it. You see, the reason the Lord's discipline doesn't seem fair is because we don't understand. Just like a child said, why? All I want to do is play my ball. It's a big deal. We don't get it because we're children. We don't see like God sees. But God sees all and everything, every part of our hearts. And in his, his wisdom, he disciplines us. You know, God's a little bit like my mother. My mother... She had very, very quick hands. And uh, yeah. and I can't say you should do this today, but she could get you even before you knew you were doing something wrong. What was amazing about women of that era is they could be on the phone, talking to their girlfriend, stirring the pot, but they had these magic slippers on their feet. While they're staring at the pot. And, and you don't even think they're watching you. Flip that. It hits you and somehow it's a boomerang. I don't know. It comes right back, puts it on the foot. And <laughs> that's my mom. But God, we don't even know we're doing wrong. He's like, <laughs> like, where'd that come from? God knows he's been Godding for a long time. He knows every detail. I used to argue with God about my discipline. Finally, finally, I got to the place. I'm like, Lord, you know what? You know best. I may not know what's going on in me, but you know. And if you felt you need to lead me through that, that road, that way, that, dear God, thank you. I, I know that sounds crazy, and, and but it took me years to get here. But I'm, I'm not arguing with you anymore, Lord. You know what you're doing. You know me. You know what I need. You know my tomorrow. You, you, you know everyone I'm going to meet. You know everything I'm going to face. Dear God, if I don't trust you with developing me into who I need to be, who can I trust? Let's read Jeremiah 17 and 9. By the way, that verse ended so that, that he might know what was in his heart. It says, it says this. Hezekiah had the same problem we, we all do. He said, Jeremiah explains, the heart is deceitful. The heart is, I'm not, the heart is the spirit and the soul. And our soul is not glorified yet. So our soul can be tricky. I don't always know why I think what I think. I don't always understand my motives. I don't, I don't, I don't always... Get me. The heart is deceitful. Watch this. Above all things. So you think calculus is hard. <laughs> above all things. You think, you know, rocket science is hard. The human heart is the trickiest thing on the planet. I mean, out of, out of, out of everything. Knowing your own heart is one of the trickiest things you're ever going to do, much less knowing someone else's heart. Yeah, you know, I've been around for a while. I feel like I, I every now and then I'm like, man, I've seen it all. But then five minutes later, I'm surprised again. <laughs> Something happened. Like, how did that happen? I never saw that coming. I wouldn't have believed. I thought, you know, all these years, I'm still surprised. The heart, though, is deceitful above all things and desperately what? Wicked, meaning our, our thinking can get twisted. Our motives can become so complicated that only God can figure them out. I don't always know why I do what I do. I I know I'm supposed to be more, I don't know, have it together more than that. I'm not out of control, and I think I'm a very aware person. My wife, I'm an extremely aware person. I, I, I just know me. But as well as I know me, I sometimes surprise myself. And and there are, are, are things that I have I can't quite figure out. And, and sometimes I'm like, well, what is really my motive? Is it this? Is it that? And I'm really not sure. And I just got to take it to God and say, Lord, am I right in, in this area? I got a little bit ahead of myself. But watch, watch what Jeremiah says. He's talking about the heart. He says, Who can know it? See, I don't really know what's in my soul. I know some things about my soul. I know some things about my mind, but I don't really understand it all. And that, that, that's why I'm learning not to argue and fight with God when he disciplines me, because he knows what I need. Not what I wanted, not what felt good, but what I needed. And sometimes God has to make a very difficult calculation This event is going to hurt them. Oh, my gosh. It's almost going to break them. Level 10. But if I leave that area unchecked, oh, it's going to more than hurt them and break them. It's going to hurt the next generation and the next generation. So, dear God, God is just so incredible in his wisdom. He says, listen, I don't want to do this, but I got to. I tried to whisper it to you. I tried to, to, to shout it. I sent I it in books and it didn't work. So now I'm going to deal with it this way. Before you're good, I'm going to lead you through this difficult thing. Because i got to deal with this blob deep down on the inside. The thing is, I think I know so much about me. He's like, why? Why do you do that? Why did that happen? God's like, I know what I'm doing. I know the plan that I have for you to prosper you, give you a future. I'm not trying to hurt you. The seven, 70 years of Babylonian uh, captivity is what that verse was all about. He's saying, listen, I had to deal with the nation because it had some problems and some issues. And, and in order for me to correct the nation for the Messiah to come through it, I had to do the unthinkable. And you got you had to go under the Babylonian domain for 70 whole whole years. First Corinthians 4, 3 through 4. We're going to go back to 2 Corinthians, and we're going to wrap for the night. Are you learning anything for the Bible? We did a whole Bible study on this some time ago. Paul's speaking, but with me, it's a very small thing that I should be judged by you or human court. That's a healthy attitude, believe it or not. But watch this next verse. In fact, I do not even judge myself. Hmm. He's not saying, listen, when I do wrong, I don't admit I've done wrong. We, 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 you know, I could judge my behavior. Hey, that was a bad attitude. That's not what he's talking about. He's talking about being the ultimate judge of his motivations and everything going on in his heart. What's amazing is I meet people. Oh, you don't know my heart. I always meant, that, who are you? You're, you're really that wonderful? Uh, all of us is just a little bit of mixture. Um, you know, I, I do things because I love the Lord, but there's still a little bit of fear of God. There's also some other things working. And, um, you see, the challenge is if my faith was in myself, I'd be depressed. Because I don't always know where I'm coming from. My, my faith, though, is in Jesus And that he paid the price, bore the punishment and and the shame and the disgrace. And and because of him, God's going to look at me through grace. And I'll tell you something else. And I've said this again many times before. God also looks at us through age-appropriate lenses. Kids at a certain age are just a certain way. And it's appropriate. You don't try to beat it out of them, argue it out of them. That's just what kids do. They're going through a process to get to where they're going. And the reality is some of our issues that make us less than perfect are age-appropriate. Because we have not been around long enough, God's like, I'm good with it. Because this is just a stage you got to go through to get to where you are going. But he says, in fact, I do not even judge myself. Watch this. Then he explains, for I know nothing against myself. Meaning, listen, I I, I prayed this morning. I, I, I looked in the spiritual mirror and I, I, I didn't offend nobody, steal nothing, da, da, da. But watch this, he said, yet I'm not justified by this. Meaning, even though in his own mind, he didn't think he did anything wrong. He said, that don't make me right. So that's the way I approach God. I don't go to God. Well, I'm right. I am. Who do I think I am? This is the holy God. This is the lamb of God. I mean, that come on, it came to earth. I mean, we could go on and talk about Jesus. It's amazing for me to go up there talking about, you know, I I got it right. How did this happen to me? God's like, you kidding me. He said, for I know nothing against myself, yet I'm not justified. But this meaning, he's saying, as far as my hands are, uh, I'm concerned my hands are clean. But, but I could be wrong. I could be missing something. And it's amazing how I, things seem right into another stage of life where God kind of cleans my lens a little bit more. I look back and say, ooh, if it had not been for the Lord on my, my side. But then he says this. And this is where we got to get to. But he who judges me is the Lord. The Lord is the only one that sees and knows everything about our hearts. And he's the only one that we could trust with such intimate information. So that the one who went to the cross, thank God, is the one who judges me. And he judges me, you know, with holes in his hands and holes in his feet. If anybody's on my side, as he assesses me, it's Jesus. And and he's saying, though, he's saying, listen, as smart as I am, wrote most of the, much of the New Testament, I don't even judge myself. I'm going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ. So, but what we do is, God, how? Cause I'm right. And God's like, really? You know what's going on in you that well. That you come to me that convinced of your own righteousness. By the way, that's what Job's situation was all about. Remember when you get to the last chapters and I'm, we're almost there, God said to Job, stand up and show yourself a man you who, who, who condemn God and argue with God, now you stand up and you answer my arguments. And then he goes on. He said, J- Job, will you, basic, I'm paraphrasing, are you going to condemn me to vindicate yourself? And that's what Job was doing. He's saying, God, I'm right, da, 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 da. Like God's holy. God, Wait, 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 wait. If any of us is right, it's me, Job. And what you started doing in your argument is talking about your experience. You're you, 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 and you forgot about me. And that was part of what the whole thing was about. You could look at the last books of uh, Job, and, and uh, I think that little piece will, will open up the whole book for you. Second Chronicles 32 and verse 31, and we are through. This is the great king of Hezekiah, great reforms he brought into the nation. Um, again, started a revival of tithing. People are giving, and the, the nation is flourishing. But then he became so successful that God had to withdraw from him in order to test him that he might know all that was in his heart. Sometimes when God takes a step back, I'm surprised at how hard my heart starts chasing the Lord. But other times I'm almost frightened by how hard my heart doesn't chase the Lord. When God steps back, it's like, okay, you know, I'll just, I'll I'll handle that later. Your very breath. It's wrapped up in him. Everything about you. you know? But we're going to so cavalierly step away. It's like, ah, when I, you know, tomorrow, I was whining song, I was, when tomorrow, you know. Forget about today. I can't remember the lyrics of the song. But that's the gist of it. But how? If you really knew who he was and really knew how much we needed. It's frightening to think the distance we allow in our lives from the Almighty, and we're good. God withdrew from him in order to test him that he might know all that was in his heart. What I wanted to say to you tonight is during this fast, and again, if it gets tough on you, you know, pull back for a moment, get stuff back together. But my hope is you're not just trying to prove a spiritual point, but you're trying to get your sweetness back, the sweetness of relationship. Not you rightness, I'm just right, or just sweetness. And, and some of us, I mean, we, we, we've been around for a while, and we, we, we were fighting a good fight, but it's not sweet anymore. It's perfunctory. It's duty. It's, it's a grind. And we've kind of lost that sweetness. And what I'm trying to point out today is that many of us have kind of lost that sweetness and we didn't realize it. And what God wants to do is he wants, he wants that sweetness. He wants us to sense that nearness. He, he, he wants us to know how much he cares and is for us. But in this time of fasting, we're saying, Lord, we're leaning in this time of year. Because I, I, I don't want to be, listen, God will never leave us nor forsake us. Him withdrawing from him d- didn't mean that he, he didn't love him, wasn't for him. But God, again, I better language, God took a step back. And w- what I'm saying, I think for some of us in 2018, God took steps back. You know it. Just keep looking straight ahead, though. No one else will know <laughs> You know, he, he stepped back, and we're, we're dealing with some stuff, and how did this happen? God's like, listen, get back on base, man. You're not out if you're on base. Get back on base with me, and there'll be the sweetness of security. My, my, you know, we're a word church, and that's, that's so important. But what I, I, I hope we never lose is thank God for the principles, the precepts. But his presence, his person, the quality. I can know all the books about women and read them all, memorize them. I can go and impress people with my knowledge of what people say they know about women and still not have joy with my wife. You remember the the book, the famous book, and I'm done. Men are from Mars, women are from Venus. Now, I hope I'm not slandering him, but from my recollection, he's on his fourth marriage. Nothing wrong with that. I mean, we go through, th- I mean, okay. You was- get what I'm trying to say. I'm trying, I'm not, I'm saying I'm not trying to condemn nobody, okay? I'm on the journey. That's what Didn't come out right. It's by mercy we do what we do. The point is, you yeah, have all this information but you don't have sweetness. Yeah, you can have all your doctrine right, but you have no sweetness. It's just my prayer is, during this time of consecration, apart, Lord, I want that sweetness back. I just want that communion. I just want the simplicity of this thing back. Not 79 steps and 65 lefts and then 35 rights and then make a hook. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Lord... Can you simplify this for me? Yeah. And just make it sweet again, God. Lord, I've just been, been tough, just toughen it out. Lord, I, I just need tenderness again. I believe as we reach out, I believe he's going to hear us. And bless it. You. you guys get anything out of Bible study
0: tonight. You've been listening to a classic message from Derek Greer. It is our sincere prayer that you are blessed and empowered to live a life bigger than yourself today. If you want to know more about becoming a Christian or want to rededicate your life to Christ, Bishop Greer wants to walk you through a step-by-step guide. It's the most important decision you'll ever make. Visit gracechurchva.org salvation to find out more. We invite you to worship with us online each Sunday on our YouTube channel at Grace VA TV. And while you're there, remember to subscribe and hit the notification bell to get all of our latest content. That's all for today. Until next time, live big.